I'm Jared Bias, and this is How to Disagree, a mini-series based on my book, Love Matters More, where we explore the question, how do we love people well when we disagree about important things? Welcome, everyone, to How to Disagree. Today's question is, how do we love well when we disagree about politics? I mean, such an unrelatable topic these days. I almost thought about just scrapping it altogether. I'm talking today with Colleen and Shannon. Colleen is a liberal Lutheran from Chicago. Shannon is a conservative Baptist from a small town in North Carolina, and they are married. And I'm thrilled with everything that they shared. It's so practical, so down-to-earth, and yet profound and full of good information. I hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope you take notes. Enjoy, Colleen and Shannon. Well, welcome, Colleen and Shannon. Thank you so much for willing to be interrogated here on the podcast. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Absolutely. So what are we here to talk about? Yeah, I want to hear it from your words here. So I think for us, um, when we were finding out about the book you had written, and you know, we are kind of known around our small little town in North Carolina and to our families as you know, a bit of an anomaly just because we're so different. So I think a lot of people are always like, how the heck do you guys make that work? Um, you know, I'm from Chicago, pretty liberal, you know, living in North Carolina now, we're probably as about as opposite as they come. You know, you kind of can't help who you fall in love with. So then you have to figure out from there how to make it work and, um, you know, how to have those conversations and, and live with someone and love someone who, you know, may not always have the same viewpoint on things. Um, you know, we had very different childhoods. We were raised very differently. So that all plays into how we manage our marriage and, and our relationship even before we got married. And um, it it's an adventure. It's always fun. Um, it's frustrating sometimes, but yeah, I feel like as long as we kind of go back to the root of we love each other and and we want to make this work, and and the the good certainly outweighs the differences. That's that's kind of how we look at things. I think. So take us back to that first that first moment, maybe if you can remember when you realized that like you said you can't choose who you fall in love with. So you, you kind of, did that happen first? You fell in love and then you realized you were so different? Or what was kind of those early conversations where you were kind of waking up to, oh, wait, they maybe think fundamentally <laughs> well, different than me? Yeah, right off the bat, we knew we were totally different. I mean, from the the first day we met, it was, and then it just kind of went from there, one thing after the other. But um, when we first met, I knew her background a little bit from stories in town and I'm like the total opposite. So I was like almost to the point if we met through a committee, a downtown activity committee, I'm like, if I have to deal with her, I'm out. Y'all can just take me off the roster. <laughs> My reputation had preceded me. <laughs> but I'm also a hardhead. I like a challenge. And that's one thing we are the same about. We both like a challenge and it wasn't as much of a challenge as I thought we would have. It was it, it become easy. Okay, well, we have to have that story, Shannon. Say a little bit more about how you went from if I have to be on a committee with this person, count me out, to I think I want to marry this person. How did that all happen? It was just one. You know, I'm not big on labels, and I, I hate when people are stuck with a label. When like when you say liberal or conservative, people fall in line with, oh, you don't agree with them, so you must hate them, and that, I despise that. And I think that's a big problem in the world today. They they see a label, then they refuse to learn anything else about someone. Mm. And so, so you were we just met, open. It was like other people in town was like, "Man, she's crazy." I'm like, "Well, you know, I want to find out for myself." <laughs> yeah. And then it just yeah, and it went and, from there. Lo and behold, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> or maybe you were in all the right ways. Right, maybe. exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm honest with myself. I, the typical person's not going to clash with me either. So if you click those boxes, it takes a strong woman to put up with me, and I know that p- going into it. So we just click. Nice. What about you, uh, Colleen? How did, you know, what were your first impressions and how did you sort of decide that this was going to work? This is something you wanted to make a go of. Well, it was, you know, I think back to that day um, that we met at the committee meeting and I heard his story later and I thought, all I remember is thinking, dang, he's cute. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then, you know, as we got to know each other and and interact more on that committee and and doing things in town, we live in a very small town. I think the population has finally hit 700. But, um, you know, and Shannon grew up in this town, so everybody knows him. Um, I was actually on town council when we met, which is um, how we met because we were kind of launching these events in town um, and he was helping with that so for me it was a very slow progression of that I you know I had been single at that point for years and I had pretty much just been like okay I guess I'm just not going to ever find anybody that kind of fits my mold and I know what I want and you know I just haven't been able to find it so I'd rather be alone than be with someone that I have to make accommodations for. And so, yeah, I just never really thought anything about it other than this cute guy on the committee. But as we got to know each other more and and talked more and worked together more, you know, and I just got to see what a kind person he was. And I started asking questions around town, like, you know, who's the Shannon guy, you know, and everyone's like, he's just the nicest guy, you know, he's raising his daughter and, you know, he helped take care of his mom and, you know, she passed away last year and, you know, I don't have anything bad to say. He's just this great guy. And I'm like, those guys don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. That that can't be true, you know? And so it's like, as much as I started slowly realizing, you know, this guy's everything I've been dreaming of. I'm like, there's got to be a catch. Um, and so then, you know, kind of the more time we spent together, it was, you know, just getting to know him as a person and then realizing we did have differences in political views and things like that. And, you know, my immediate reaction was, Oh, okay. This is it. Nope. That's the problem. Yeah. I can't, I can't do this. I can't be with someone that's got such different drastic views and yeah, that's just not going to work. And oh, I knew there was something wrong. Um, but you know, the more you talk about it because neither of us are really afraid of confrontation. And so we just lay it all out there and we have conversations about it. Um, and so the more we talked about it, the more it was, you know, okay, we have differences because we were raised differently and, you know, how you're raised and, and the values you're brought up with do impact your decisions and your viewpoints as an adult. Um, your experiences through life can change those things, but they also do really make a, make a huge impact on you. Um, and so for me, I like to know why someone thinks the way they do or, you know, realizing that, okay, well, this is why they think this way. And so, you know, I think for us, the most important part is as long as each of us feels heard when we are having a discussion about something different. Um, you know, sometimes we're able to compromise. Other times we just have to call a truce and say, I love you and go to bed. Figuring out how to navigate that through our relationship was difficult at times, but I think really the more time we spent together, the more time we really just enjoyed being each other, being around each other and, and having each other's company. And so those things 
didn't feel like such a deal breaker. The good outweighed that so much. So for us, that's kind of how we we grew with that. But you know, we've certainly had our times where we've had to just kind of be like, okay, we're done having this discussion. It's not gonna. We're not getting into a knockdown drag out tonight. Uh, you know, I'm tired. We're going to bed. <laughs> um, you know, but there's been other times that. He, he knows things I don't know, and I know things he doesn't know. And, um, you know, being able to give each other our, our different viewpoints and look at it from a different perspective, I think, has kind of helped me grow as a person. And I hope it's helped Shannon grow. Um, mm. I see growth in him. Well, yeah. the key is you can be strong in your beliefs, but still be open to others' beliefs. The reason they believe the way they do is because they're from a totally different background. And that's okay. That should be okay for everybody. There's no one mold fits all. Mm-hmm. And that it it helped grow, helped us grow to see that. And I think people around us grew this with us. That's great. Yeah. So people around you were maybe impacted watching right, in. Her and friends saying, were totally different than my friends and their backgrounds too. Because if you're a conservative, you tend to hang out with people and you're the same to believe the same the other way. So when we mingled, it was kind of people around us also did as far as, you know, maybe it's a good example. Mm -hmm. Right. So I want to keep this as practical and as concrete as I can. So at the risk of maybe a a flare up here, could you just name a few things specifically that you either used to or continue to have differences in just politically? Like what are some of the, the differences that you would have? Oh, gosh. We only have 45 minutes. Um, (laughs) You know, I I am just adamantly opposed to Trump and pretty much everything he stands for. You know, I don't necessarily love the leaders of the Democratic Party by any means, but I do feel like they um, represent my values more than um, the GOP at the moment. And that tends to be the biggest issue um, or one of the major kind of hot topics in the house always right now. Um, The fun part is Shannon's daughter is um, like me. So it's really fun to gang up on him sometimes, but um. (laughs) I'm I'm open to other people's beliefs. I'm not one that think, well, I believe this way. So everybody should. Right. Mm -hmm. I think when you get to that point in the country, the country is going downhill. Mm-hmm. When you're so narrow-minded that people don't listen to others' beliefs, because in my opinion, nobody's right 100%. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that a few times, Shannon. Can you say more about that? Like, why do you think that you're able to have such strong beliefs about, it, it kind of is a paradox. It sounds like the, the stronger you are, the more confident and comfortable you are with your own belief, the more open you are to hearing about other people's belief. Why do you think that is? Why does that work for you guys? Because I feel like other people can be strong with their beliefs because the way they was, the environment they grew up in, the situation they grew up in, that's why they believe the way they do because that puts you in a mindset as you're growing up and you're becoming an adult. So it's a respect thing. I respect their beliefs as long as they respect mine and then you go on with life in my opinion. Right. Can you say a little bit more than, um, you know, have there been times in your relationship where you weren't sure if it was going to be, if you're going to be in a good place because of you were just so passionate about it? Like, how did you navigate those things where, you know, because sometimes it can get emotional. It can be like, this is something that's Mm -hmm. super important to me and it's hard for me to see past that. How did you navigate that? Well, my belief is, you know, even though it's politics, the marriage is more important than that. 
Because the same people in leadership positions today, whether they're Democrat, Republican, whatever they are, if you look back in their history, they have flip-flopped on so many views, they might have a different opinion in 10 years and putting that out there, but the marriage is going to go on through that. The marriage should outlast any political position or where they're at. So if you base your marriage over that and their views, you're going down a bad road to begin with. That's good. So don't don't stake your relationship on a political party stance right now. Colleen, would you have anything to add? How, how do you feel about it? Like, was there a time where it was difficult? How did you kind of navigate that? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, there was kind of that initial, oh gosh, how how extreme is he? How How different are we? So there was a time early in our relationship where I was kind of having those internal conversations of, does the good outweigh the bad? Can I do this? Can I, you know, really love this man for who he is in spite of these beliefs that he may have? But that's where I just kind of forced myself to have the difficult conversations and bring stuff up, even though I knew I'd probably be mad at him halfway through the conversation. But, you know, for me, it helped me kind of gauge okay, where is he really at with it? You know, like he said, it's so easy to label people. You know, people make assumptions about me all the time because I'm I'm kind of the crazy liberal in town. Um, you know, I'm not from here and I've got a RBG tattoo on my arm and yeah, everyone's like, oh God, she's just, you know, a crazy left-wing feminist. But I have varying opinions. I, I probably vote more 50-50 than people realize. And I have a very unleft stance on some things. Um, so, I mean, I think acknowledging the good with the bad is always important for me. Um, but yeah, yeah, early in our relationship, I, I had to have those internal conversations and like just eventually realizing this man makes me happy in every other way. And we have this amazing potential to have such a great life um, together. What my strengths are, are not necessarily his. So we just compliment and vice versa. So we just compliment each other so well that we're, we're so confident in our in ourselves and in our relationship that you know we can joke about things and and have other conversations that you know some other people may may avoid or or may not want to have that you know, we're we're okay having because yeah. at the end of the day we know our foundation is we love each other we're committed 110 percent to each other um and and we just have to trust that process you know, people would go to our social media pages and not know us, they would probably think we hated each other. Because I would deliberately go to her page and post like Trump for 2024. And all of her friends are liberals like, what? Her husband? Who is this guy? And vice versa. And I really enjoy trolling his friends on Facebook. But I mean, so. it's... <laughs> Guilty. To me, it's got, you got to figure out what's more important in your life. Are you going to are you gonna let somebody that you've never met a day in your life and probably will never meet a day in your life ruin something that could be the rest of your life yeah mm. and i yeah. just refuse to do that i refuse to fall in line and if if it was my opinion they would do away with the labels republican and democrat maybe people would do a little more research on who they're voting for instead of these straight ballots type deals yeah right well can you say a little more about that because let's unpack this phrase you've used a few times good the good outweighs the bad what's more important so it seems like there's a there's sort of a hierarchy that you guys have agreed on, that there are things that are more central, more important. Not that political affiliation is not important, but there are things that are more important. How do you, did you guys just both happen to have that intuition and that, that value system? Or you're like, what is that? Can you just say more about how you, how the good outweighs the bad or how you have things that you prioritize above 
political affiliation? Well, I think just loving each other, for one. And two, we're very independently away from each other. We're still strong people. So it's not like one is scared the other one's going to change their beliefs. It's like we know we're not going to change each other's beliefs, so we love each other for who we are and doesn't you know, try to shove that down their throats. We may joke at each other, but it's not like the day you go vote, we're not going to speak that day. It's got. I mean, you got to know where to draw the line. Yeah, I agree. I think it did just kind of happen without a deliberate discussion about it. I think that is part of what drew us to each other was how much we both did value kind of family and a strong relationship. And we're both looking for a partner that really complimented each other. Um, you know, I laugh all the time. Someone um, very close to us who shall remain nameless um, was telling Shannon um, before we got married, they said, yo, it's probably better to marry someone that's a little bit different from you. Cause at least, you know, you'll always have something to talk about. If you marry someone who's just like you, you just kind of get to a point where you don't have anything else to say and so that's kind of our joke is we'll at least never run out of anything to talk about um but you know i think at the end of the day no matter how much we may disagree about something and have a conversation about something that sometimes gets heated or frustrating or whatever you know we both just tend to go right back to that core of we love each other we're committed to each other yeah, we we really just focus on that um, versus looking at the negative because I think especially this is one of the things we do agree on is you know, social media has just kind of created two different worlds. You've you've either got this sunshine and roses all the time and nobody ever has a problem with anything and their life is perfect, or you've got kind of Debbie Downer who's just constantly pushing the negative the negative story and the negative headline and you know life is a little bit of both and so there's got to be a way to look at that and realize that that shouldn't drive your happiness you've got to find your happiness elsewhere um if you're relying on social media to give you happiness you're in for a rough road um and so basically being able to focus on on those values and and really kind of circle back to that all the time is is what we both tend to focus on and and both kind of organically navigate to that even um outside of having any kind of deliberate conversation about it well my thing is with like social media and i said it before people are closing off other people in relationships because of that one sliver of what people see on social media it's like okay what about them they like to fish swim they're Democrat, Republican, Baptist, Lutheran, and they will totally wipe that person off the face of the earth because of those few boxes. People are made up of so much more than that. So how do you navigate? Because I hear, so I, you know, not me, but I, I just hear sometimes the voices of like, well, you're just you're you're just compromising or kind of this this middle way. And so I don't necessarily have a question, but I'm wondering if you can comment on this observation that it sounds like you you don't necessarily compromise with each other like you no. colleen you're gonna vote as as radically as you want to vote and yep. on kind of yeah. the issues that you want to vote for and shannon does as well and gets involved politically however you want to and yet you can still come together in it's just a unique dynamic how did you how did you develop that like what is maybe going below the surface of how you act with each other what are the beliefs like what's the principles that allow you to both stand up for what you believe in without compromise 
and yet be in such a close relationship with someone who disagrees on those things. Well, my opinion is you can't truly love someone if you're wanting to change them. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think for me, it's being able to advocate for my beliefs and at least express those because who knows how that may impact I don't go into a conversation about a, a typical, you know, political topic with Shannon expecting him to be like, oh my gosh, you are right. I have been wrong for 44 years and thank you for showing me the light. Um, you know, but I do hope that at some point, maybe my different experience can at least be taken into consideration as to why there may be a difference of opinion or, or why something happens for me. Um, but I think also it's just being able to not be so offended all the time about everything. You know, I'm not, I'm not giving up my values to love him. I'm, um, I feel like I'm growing in my values by sharing them with him because I do think we've put ourselves in such echo chambers that, you know, even social media drives that. And then we tend to just navigate to people who are like-minded because those are easier conversations. And so for me, I feel like I'm doing my cause and my values more of a service by discussing it with people who may not be like-minded and and keeping a, a, a wider circle and not putting myself in such an echo chamber because that to me is just kind of the doom of society. You know, I feel like when I look back at COVID and, and the discussion about the vaccine and, and all of that, you know, and I think back 10 years ago when swine flu came out and we had the same kind of thing. We had a vaccine developed quickly, distributed under the emergency use authorization. Everybody just got it. Nobody questioned anything. There wasn't this big uprising. Um, and then you look at COVID where it's a lot of parallels and what's happening? What's the difference? Social media. Um, and so I just kind of got to a point where I just had to decide within myself that I was not going to let that dictate or drive my feelings or values or opinions or who I was going to love because of that, but that it's just something that we have to make work. And you know, I feel like we've kind of been an example to our friends and family yeah. and, and folks have said, like, I can't believe you guys make it work but it's awesome you know well, like, i think it's too is we both have grown with each other mm-hmm. and if you don't get outside your box you never grow you never know what's out there and and that's just kind of the way i see it and i think too both of us are very stubborn as nobody's going to tell us what to do yeah and so once it's kind of a challenge at that point like that'll never work with y'all <laughs> so we're like you know it works and it works great yeah. and then they're like you know, I joke around with her all the time. She's talking about going back to the voting day. She's talking about, well, I'm going to vote less. And we joked around like, that's okay. You can go vote that. I'm just going to kill your vote with my vote. Right, so yep. get some of the hat, you know, type thing. <laughs> he left you he know. left to go vote. And he's like, going to cancel your vote. Be back in five minutes. Love you. You know, it's like, okay, well, joke's on you. Next election, we're going to be a blue house. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do feel like some people I know just could never laugh at that joke. Yeah, it's just. And, you know, it's 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 funny but it's not it's not i get that you know i get where some people are just so steadfast in their beliefs and and they just cannot even 
fathom seeing it from another person's perspective. But I feel bad for people like that sometimes because I feel like what could they possibly be missing out on by by closing themselves off so much? And it it, it is sometimes you just kind of have to laugh and you just have to just be like, okay, and, and, and it's just not that big of a and deal. It's not a secret who we're going to vote for. Right. You know? I mean, so, it's like we don't cover that up at right. all. I mean, yeah. everybody knows that. Everybody knows who it, you know what we're doing, and they may look at us and scratch our head, and I've heard people like, man, it must be tough being <laughs> married to somebody that has such a... I was like, no, it's not. You just... Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it must be tough being married to somebody when you have such closed-mindedness views that way yeah because to me if you're both the only way you can be married if you have the same views both those people must be closed-minded in my opinion and i could be very well wrong with that but if it if both people have to agree to that that means to me it makes me feel like they're both closed-minded and not open-minded and i would never want to be in a relationship like that yeah because it goes nowhere in my opinion you're just going you're so closed off you're going in circles yeah, it seems like the, one of those those deeper values isn't what the, it's not so much what you believe, which is really important, but it's also how you hold those beliefs, right. that right. openness or closed offness. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's important to you. So you said a few things. It was interesting. You talked about growing, but you also talked about being stubborn. Right. So I don't usually put those together. That stubborn people are are willing to grow. So are you open? Are you both open to being convinced by the other person? Like how does that how does that work? Are because whenever you share that. There's an openness, which for me entails like, I means, yeah, you can convince me. I just have to, you know, you got to give the good arguments. I got to, f- I got to put all the pieces together. Yep. I'm not going to just take your word for it. Right. But so how does that growth stubbornness go together when it comes to whether or not you're open to being convinced by each other? I think because we're both stubborn to be open and convinced. <laughs> It's like you're not going to win me over just like that because I'm a very stubborn person. So you're going to have to do your work, and she's the same way. Mm-hmm. But we're also stubborn as a person, as to the point nobody's going to just tell us to be closed off to any opinion, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Yeah, your stubbornness is also to those people who say, why don't you just circle the wagons and be in your exactly. own little right. tribe? Yeah. You're kind of stubborn to, toward that, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. her being from yep. Chicago, we made the joke is like, I have a tractor. And we took a picture of her riding the tractor. And like, I bet y'all guys would never thought you'd see this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like my friends on that I'm friends with on Facebook that I went to high school with were like, what are you doing on a tractor? You know, tack that onto a list of things I never thought I'd see Colleen doing. But, you know, I, I think for me, too, it's I am stubborn, but I also am very fact driven. Um I'm a nurse now, but I have a bachelor's in political science. And so I love politics. I'm one of those crazy people that, you know, I want to talk about politics. I want to talk about religion. I want to hear all your differences. I want to unpack it all and and hear why you feel the way you do. And, you know, I'm the, I'm that person. So (laughs) that 99% of society dreads, you know, getting into a conversation with, but, you know, it's one of those things where, I'm totally open to hearing it because I'm very curious about the why, you know, yeah, I want to know why you feel the way you do and and what validation can you provide to me that, you know, for, for what you're saying, um, I'm, I'm very fact driven. So if you can present to me an argument and some factual information that, you know, I am totally down to consider that and, and open to changing my view. I have no problem admitting I was wrong. Um, 
and I think that that for us too, you know, we both are very big believers in owning who you are, owning your mistakes, owning your successes. Um, and so, you know, I don't think either one of us have any issue admitting that they were wrong and the other person was right. But for me, sometimes I feel I feel like I'm like preparing arguments for the Supreme Court when I'm like, okay, so, you know, he is so wrong on this. I know he is, but I've got to gather my data and get my argument together and, you know, come close to putting PowerPoint presentations together before to just be like, hear me out on this. But, you know, there's there's times, too, that I've made assumptions about something that he may think about. And he'll say something that I'm like, oh, you didn't even think how I thought you did it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do sometimes even fall into the trap of, of assuming what the other thinks. But, you know, we just don't really shy away from having the conversations. But I also think we're confident enough to be able to say if we are in a bad mood and the other kind of throws out a statement or something that that may go down the road of a discussion. If we're really not in the mood, we'll just say, I can't do this today. You know, <laughs> I love you. What's for dinner? And I um, have to admit, I'm the world's, I'm the one that pokes the fire probably more than she does. Yeah. You know, but, you know, it makes life interesting. Yeah. And I think we both like that aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, some days I'm in the mood to take the bait and other days I'm not. But I'm also confident enough in our relationship and, and our communication that if I'm not in the mood, I'm not going to let it cause a fight. I'm just going to say, I, I'm just, I can't discuss this today. Love you. Let's go, you know, work in the yard. But I'm more of the, <laughs> I think I'm more of the person in the relationship as, I'm a true believer that what's fact to some people is not fact to the other because you're not from the same area. You wasn't raised the same. It, you're you're basically from two different worlds, so it's not a one shoe fits all. And I strongly believe that. Yep. So I've had to learn how to amend my argument sometimes just because it, it doesn't mean anything to him if I use a particular example because that's never been an experience for him. And, and you can't expect someone to be able to see it through your glasses and your eyes if they just have absolutely no, no point of reference on that. Like even our childhoods couldn't have been more different. I mean, she was more from the, okay, we have a family. If we have issues, we'll talk about them and talk it out. And my family is what my dad said, You he ruled with an iron fist. You didn't talk. If you talked with him, it was, he took it as back talk. And when he would lay the law down real quick, he would beat you half to death. Even back then, so and I think that made us see the world in a different light. Mm-hmm. Like some stuff, I'm like, that means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And it may, but in her eyes, it seemed, you know, it may be more important to her. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think that's a fascinating thing that you both share is, is seeing how the truth of something, or at least the experiences of people are so different and how you have to approach these arguments even Mm -hmm. in a different way. It's not sort of like, here's the facts, that should just settle it. You understand that there's nuance to that and there's different perspectives and different lenses through which. And so that's just, I I think that's really interesting. But I want to kind of say something, I want to ask this about, there's two things that keep coming up to me as, as you talk. One is this confidence. And I think that's important because I do think people who fight and who get offended are often insecure. They're, they're, not, they're not secure. They're not confident in who they are. Right. And so, when you threaten that, it, you get defensive. Right. I mean, you right. just, it, it 
it hurts your feelings more or you get more upset or you feel threatened and so you're afraid and that comes out as anger or something like that. And the other principle besides just confidence is curiosity, Shane, and I think you said that, of being curious. And, or Colleen, you said you were curious. So I was curious um, for you, Shannon, is that something that you, is that a trait you would ascribe to yourself? Are you a curious person yeah, as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we come yeah. from, she came from a, from a family that it was no question whether you went to college or not. I come from a family is like, oh, you graduated. That's awesome. I mean, like I was the first <laughs> Dishman male in my family that ever got a high school diploma. And then when I went on to trade school, and I think that's what made me a confident person is because I come from nothing to build my own business. And she's went through so much college and got her degree, and that made her confident as a person. I think confidence comes in all different strands of life. Yeah, but that's, do you feel like that's a good grounding as I say that? Does that ring true for you, that the kind of the confidence and the curiosity Absolutely. are two things that help you? Well, I think with the confidence, that makes you – you're not afraid – of that person's going to change you or you're not afraid of going into like a disagreement. You're just not, it just doesn't dawn on you to be you know afraid of that because you're just strong. You know, we're going to make it through it. So why not talk about it? Right. Yeah. You know, why not be different about it? Cause we're confident. We know we're going to make it through it. So why not discuss it and let's put it on the table and move on with life. We love each other. So, and you know, part of my drive with, being a total political nerd and, and now a nurse is, you know, I just like to know how people think and kind of what makes them tick. And so sometimes I'm just like, walk me through this. You know, yeah. I keep seeing this and hearing this and I just don't get it. I cannot wrap my brain around how this works. I can't even fathom how you're like how anyone could think this. But I know it's something that he may feel at least partially how that that person feels or, or you know some post circulating on social media or something and so I'll just be like explain this to me like walk me through this but that takes a lot of guts to be willing to to ask that because you just never quite know where that conversation is going to go um and he's done the same to me so it's just he'll be like how do you, how can you like this person how can you think this person is good for our country or you know why why, like why would you support them and actively listening to the reason why and not just kind of waiting until you hear them say something that you can rebut and interject um i think is important i think both of us have to be very deliberate about actively listening to the other person and, and truly processing and giving that respect to them that we want in return. When it starts to digress into just shouting over each other, and it has happened in the past, you know, we have to just walk away. And that doesn't mean like pack my bag and leave. It just means he's in the garage and I'm going back to the house. And, you know, love you, mean it, see you when you come to bed. So, yeah, but we just also even in those situations, when it's time to go to bed, it's time to go to bed. And I love you. Have a great night. Sweet dreams. And we move on. You know, grudge holding and letting things kind of build up and and get to a point where it just boils over with resentment later is just so unhealthy. Um, but you have to be very deliberate about making sure that doesn't happen because it's really easy to. I mean, I can text my friends and, and jump right into my little echo chamber and talk about what a raging lunatic my husband is and how the heck can he think that way and get validated all night long, you know, if I want to, but I have to be very deliberate in that to not do that. And, and that comes back to the love we have for each other and our marriage is between us and it's not a community or group project. Um, and so, you know, you have to respect 
your marriage and your vows to be able to keep it that way. And that's not to say Shannon can't laugh with his buddies about some crazy thing I posted on Facebook or something, you know, but it's at the end of the day, that's not going to digress into a bashing session of me or anything like that. And I think that's when they talk about marriage being hard work, marriage is hard work on a good day. Um, But when you have differences like this, you do have to be very deliberate about it. And you and you really have to stay focused and so committed to that person and really allow that to keep you grounded so that you can thrive even in the differences. And well, the way I try to look at it is like you kind of on a scale factor. I'm a very numbers driven person and you got to put your marriage at the top and none of this other stuff should even come close to that. And whatever relationship it is, parent, child, friends, whatever, you know, you have to just decide is that relationship worth it? And if the answer is yes, then you just have to you just have to focus on that and and focus on that positive aspect of that and there's times I've had to remind myself of the top 20 reasons why I love Shannon when, you know, I see something he posts on Facebook. You keep that, you keep that list <laughs> keep that uh, in list your drawer. In my head, you know, it's like, okay, okay, okay. Like, this is not who he is as a person. I get, you know, it's so easy to click share, you know, <laughs> but, and I'm sure he has to do the same about me all the time. Oh, so. <laughs> I mean, it's been proven time and time again that social media can steer people in one belief or the other it's just i think it's ludicrous to just to put your faith in social media and not your neighbor next door the person you met you know like even where we met i don't drink and never have and we met in a bar of (laughs) all places just because that's where we had the meeting at and i love to tell people i picked them up at a bar but <laughs> and I've got friends that you know are very conservative. Like, oh, you don't never drink. You know that doesn't drive you crazy that she drinks. I'm like, yeah. no, that's. I mean, just because I don't drink doesn't mean that I despise people that do. If people can drink and have it a fun time, drink, mm-hmm. keep it under control, go for it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so funny. Just even outside of politics, how how many differences we do have that you know. I think even for our like close friends and family that know us the best, I think they all still probably are just fascinated some days at how we make it work. But, you know, I mean, it's just, I think whether it's politics, health, I'm a huge sports fan. He's not, you know, I mean, there's just so differences from what really matters down to what doesn't matter. Um, you know, we're so different, but I've, I've had fun learning new things since I've met Shannon, he loves to garden and we've got this huge garden in our, in our yard now. And, you know, I was just joking around with him when we were planting the potatoes for the first year. And, you know, I obviously know better, but I was just like, Oh my, I didn't know potatoes didn't grow at the grocery store. You know, like it's just, you know, I've never planted my own food before. Okay. This is fun. And, you know, would I have thought 10 years ago that I would be out planting potatoes to go cook? No, I, I didn't. But he enjoys it. So it was something that I I now enjoy, but I would have never thought I would enjoy it. And so little things like that, all the way up to the politics stuff, you know, you just have to be willing to to be open to learning new things and, and hearing new ideas. And, um, you know, it's made me a much better person. I, I feel like I'm such a happier person with Shannon in my life, in spite of the differences. Um, those differences have 
made me a better person. And it comes out good, even going back to the potato thing. It's like, I've been around farming all my life and gardening and that kind of thing. But she has helped with different organizations as far as through the cities and towns. So she knew people like at the soup kitchen. So we come together and donated a lot of produce to the soup kitchen to feed the homeless that I would have never went out of my comfort zone by myself to do that. And she wouldn't have went out of her comfort zone to grow the potatoes. So, Yeah, in a lot of ways when you have differences, sometimes that can make a great team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you so much for jumping on. I just feel like there's so much practical wisdom that you've shared as you kind of are are walking it every day. So is there any final words of wisdom maybe that you haven't shared that you've been holding out on us uh, with just kind of a final, for anyone else who's in a relationship with someone who maybe disagrees politically with them on, on how to maintain that kind of relationship? Be respectful, I think is really the key. And remember why you were drawn to that person to begin with. Share your differences and, and communicate but communicate respectfully. We all are people and we all deserve to have our feedback and and our thoughts and feelings heard. Life would be so boring if everyone agreed on everything, but I think just respect and love and and keeping that at the core um, to be able to have those communication and and discussions are, are what's really important to me. And that's always my advice when I get asked, how the heck do you stay married to that guy who thinks so differently than you? And that is literally my little elevator speech is just focus, focus on the positive and respectful communication. I guess mine would be like totally different than hers. I would ask people, you know, years down the road, are they going to think about who the president was in 2020 when they're on their deathbed? Or are they going to think about who was in your life? That's really good. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate the time you've taken and your just your openness and honesty about your relationship. Um, I don't take that for granted. So thanks for sharing. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this episode. If you haven't already, please pick up a copy of the book, Love Matters More, How Fighting to Be Right Keeps Us from Loving Like Jesus. And if you like it, rate and review it where you can online. If you don't, keep that to yourself. I don't need anyone else to speak the truth and love to me about the book. Thanks so much.